The biggest thing is mindset. And this is like the favorite part for me to work with clients on because when we really work on our mindset, then we're able to kind of stick to this as a lifestyle. And the mindset work around going plant-based also really helps with, um, with our life in general. Like it just makes us happier people. Are you ready to upgrade your health to a new level and do so by learning from experts in the field of lifestyle medicine and plant-based nutrition? Well, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Plant-Based DFW Podcast Weekly Show. We are your hosts, Dr. Rizwan Bukhari and Maya Acosta. Every week, we will feature guests who are either physicians, dietitians, health coaches, or chefs who will tell us about their journeys towards becoming plant-based and how they have helped others. And as you dive into the episodes, never forget, the more you implement these healthy lifestyle changes, the more you will upgrade your health. That was Marina Yanai Triner, a wellness coach and founder of Soul in the Raw. I interviewed her in January of this year as I wanted her to share with you guys some tips on moving towards a healthier plant-based lifestyle for 2020. At that time, she was working one-on-one with clients and teaching them how to be successful in their meal planning. We are only a couple of weeks away from the new year and I felt like this information is just as valuable today. I edited the interview to focus more on Marina's personal story with trauma, how she became plant-based, and what life was like living in Israel. In this episode, we are also talking about finding your why, meaning why do you want to be healthier? Why do you want to eat healthier foods? She gives us tips on meal planning, on how to do groceries, items to have in the kitchen, and staying healthy while you travel. Next week, Marina returns as my last guest of the year. She's transformed. She will talk about life after our conversation how she grew during this pandemic, and the new life purpose that she discovered during this time. If you're an empath, you will want to listen to Monday's episode. That's December 21st. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, Arena. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share with your listeners. And you're mainly a raw vegan, right? Well, that's an interesting question because uh, my mom went through that path. And so I didn't know anything about food at that point. And I just said, oh, well, my mom did this. so I'm going to do the same thing and it's going to work for me. And so uh, my partner and I actually decided to do it together. We were living in Jerusalem at the time. We didn't know any vegans, let alone raw (laughs) vegans. And it was just a crazy thing that we did. But uh, we did that for four years. And the biggest thing is that it did not help my PMS. That was one thing. And the other thing is I read a wonderful book called Becoming Raw Mm -hmm. and by Brenda Davis. And I really like science. I've always been drawn to science and, and, you know, just getting information that way. Mm -hmm. And when I read that book, it was quite alarming because a lot of the stories in there were about how this diet, you have to be really careful with it. Um, it's kind of hard to fulfill all your nutrient requirements and it kind of lacks in a lot of areas. And so that really opened my eyes. And when I realized my PMS was still as severe as ever, I really wanted to find a solution because I was taking like 10 painkillers a day just to, you know, survive. And it was very extreme. And so then I found uh, Dr. Greger on nutritionfacts.org because I was looking for a anti-inflammatory that would be 
um, more natural rather than taking, you know, over the counter medication. And so mm -hmm. I found turmeric and just like this whole world of whole food plant-based eating. And so now I, I lean much more towards whole food plant-based and I still eat raw foods, of course, and I love them, but a mm -hmm. um, whole food plant-based I think is the best way for health. Oh, well, that's awesome because I kind of follow that too with Dr. Gregor, his uh, daily dozen. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the, like the best tools that I so far um, have used and I keep a printed list on my refrigerator so that I remember to always take in um, certain foods. But some of my favorites are actually the easy ones like the legumes. They just are naturally in my diet anyway. Um, and then I guess we could talk about other recommendations that you make, but, uh, um, now I'm reading his latest book, the how not to diet. Yeah. So. I just bought that, but my parents stole it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh so I'm going to have to wait cause they're really excited to read that one. Right. And I heard, um, so the, supposedly the app has been uh, updated a little bit with some tweaks that came from, I was, as a result of his new book. So I'm like, oh my God. Cool, yeah. Very exciting. So um, also let's kind of mention your background. So you were born in Ukraine, but you have been be living between Jerusalem and San Diego. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> traveling a lot. So I was born in Ukraine when I was two years old. We moved to Israel with my family, not Jerusalem, but another part of Israel in the south. And uh -huh. then when I was 12 is when we moved to San Diego. And I kind of always wanted to go back to Israel. So then when I finished my bachelor degree here at UCSD, then I moved to back to Israel and I went to Jerusalem to get my master's degree. And I met my partner and everyone always said, you're only going to Jerusalem to meet someone. And I said, no, I want to live there. But then they were right. You came back with the love of your life. Yes, I did. So then, so then he said, you know, I'm really over living in Jerusalem. Like he was born and raised there and it's, it's quite a tough, you know, tense place to be. So sure. he was just ready to, to leave. And so then we decided to move here back. Too. Yeah. And my parents were very happy because we live so much closer to them. Yeah, I bet they were happy. I've heard that Israel is just a mecca for plant-based foods. Like it's booming. I, I, did you see that in the time that you were living there? I became plant-based probably like a year or two from moving there. At that time, it wasn't at all. Um, everything changed when Gary Urofsky made his, uh, you know, gave his lecture about the Holocaust and veganism and how animals are treated. And I think that spoke really deeply to Israelis. And it's funny because that's actually how my partner went vegan. I saw that video, but I didn't watch it because it was really graphic and I'm really, really sensitive to especially animals. And I was vegetarian at that time. And I was like, oh, I'll just send it to him. You know, I, I didn't think anything of it. And I sent it to him and I just remember being in the kitchen and he was on the computer watching and like, oh my God, oh my God, you know, making all these sounds. And then he was like, no way, I'm not eating meat anymore. It was just like that. <laughs> so yeah, then I think since that point, Israel has become really, really, really vegan friendly. The last time we visited, there was vegan everything, even at, you know, steak houses and like uh, shawarma restaurants and like really meat heavy uh, restaurants and even you know small little delis like everywhere it's vegan has at least vegan options which is just mind-blowing like Jerusalem did not used to be 
vegan friendly at all and now it's extremely extremely vegan friendly. exactly that's what i've been hearing how exciting can you give us a little background you mentioned you had some past trauma would you like to talk about that yeah sure so that is a big reason kind of why i started with food but it was just you know the basis for for transformation that's also how i work with clients is starting with the food because i really believe that if we have a really good strong diet it's a really you know necessary uh, basic thing we can do for our health but from there there's so much more um so i was sexually assaulted in my teen years in high school and after that, um, I changed my diet actually because my mom inspired me to. She healed from a disease called interstitial cystitis, which is a very painful bladder disease that um, kind of feels like a urinary tract infection, but all the time, mm -hmm. which is horrific. You know, it's just that burning sensation. Um, and she had that for eight years. And then... Um, she actually was able to heal herself through food and, and fasting. And that story really inspired me. And at the time, I, I didn't have major health issues besides a very painful PMS, mm -hmm. which I really think is tied to actually the trauma. Um, and so I, I was just really inspired by my mom and wanting to see um, if I can prevent disease, you know, perhaps I had uh, her disease in my genes as well. So I really wanted to prevent that and, and just living my best life. Mm -hmm. But over time, through the last seven years, I really realized that a big part of it was mental health and really feeling balanced and happy and connected to my body because a sexual assault um, and the trauma that, that ensues from that really kind of made me disconnect from even simple things like hunger cues and um, sensations in my body. It's part of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. And so the food was really the first step to start that beautiful connection that I have really cultivated now. Were you also suffering from depression? Yes, yes. So when the, the whole story kind of happened in high school, I was suicidal, suffering with depression. And I was really using food to kind of numb myself from feeling because it was just so overwhelming and I was so young I was just 15 years old and um, yeah it was very intense and and I really didn't have a full joy in life as a kid I was very joyful and I think at the core I'm a very joyful person mm -hmm. but I kind of lost that so I really wanted um, intuitively, I really wanted to come back to a sense of joy in life and just get excited every day and, and you know, experience the, the possibilities. But yeah, it was quite severe depression. I never took, um, you know, prescription medication or anything, but I kind of dealt with it on my own. And then I went to therapy, which was, of course, really helpful as well. And, you know, we're starting to hear more and more about how um, eating cleaner foods, especially plant-based foods, can actually help with food addictions and also with um, mental health, exactly like what you've described. So you're sort of a living testimony that these um, foods can actually help. Okay, so let's move on to um, tips that you would give for 2020. So as you and I know, this is the time of the year where uh, people have their list of resolutions and changes that they would like to implement in their life. And so it seems like a lot of people get into these fad diets or start hitting the gym at least the first month of the year. And then um, 
things begin to dwindle and people go back to regular routines. Um, can we talk about that? Yeah, that's yeah. so huge. Because to me, I think we should make a resolution every single day. Mm -hmm. But it is great that, you know, the beginning of the year gives people inspiration. It's just about keeping it going and not, like you said, not going into fad diets. So the biggest thing is mindset. And this is like the favorite part for me to work with clients on because when we really work on our mindset, then we're able to kind of stick to this as a lifestyle. And the mindset work around going plant-based also really helps with, um, with our life in general. Like it just makes us happier people. And I really started doing this work um, because of two things. Number one, you know, like, like we talked about the depression and having a lot of mental issues myself and wanting to kind of be a happier person, but also having a business. And so having, you know, being kind of the creator of my own business, having to take responsibility um, over it. So it's kind of like, I like to tell my clients, they're taking charge of their body. I was doing kind of the same with taking charge of money and, and my own business. So that's how I kind of learned this work. So the most important thing I would tell people is to really focus on your why, your reason for wanting to eat plant-based and not only think about it mentally, but really write it down and put that piece of paper in your kitchen, in your wallet, you know, wherever you're going to see it a lot. And when you see that, whether it's, you know, for running around with your kids or even your grandkids when you're older and being around for them, having enough energy for day to day, just feeling good, um, get really deep into thinking of your reason, um, what really, really lights you up. And the most important part of it is the emotion. So it's not just mentally thinking, oh, I just, I want to be healthy. Um, because that's not going to light you up. It's not going to get you excited. So really think about why do you want to be healthy? What is that going to help you create in your life that just like totally excites you and brings you so much joy? And then when you see that piece of paper, um, really bring up that feeling. Bring it up and just allow that feeling to spread through your body and you know kind of carry it with you because it's going to reignite your um, your motivation. To sure. live this way because as you I'm sure you would agree it's not easy yet like super super easy to be plant-based because yes the world is changing but it's still a minority mm -hmm. um, but we need to have that reminder every single day yes and you know I saw that you had a short video about specifically this uh, finding your why I know my why's but I had never gone through the process like you recommended so I went ahead and did it <laughs> I had uh, two main things that really came up. One of them is um, now that I know about animal, animal suffering, I just know I will never eat another um, animal-based product that I don't want to contribute to any suffering anymore. I've seen a lot of illness in my family most of my adult life. And now I know that we actually can prevent a lot of these things. The majority of the things that I see in my family are preventable through a healthier diet. What do you typically see, if you do see any at all, um, are the whys for the younger people? 
I think a lot. Well, first of all, I just wanted to comment on what you, you said, because I also, I think nowadays, one of my biggest reasons is, like you said, the animal ethics part of it. And I really actually encourage my clients as well as young people. This, this really speaks to younger people as well, is mm-hmm. to look into this part, because once you know it, you know, you cannot unknow it. Yeah, you don't want to be part of it. Um, I also participate in the Cube of Truth here in San Diego, which is a really great um, kind of activist organization where we show footage of factory farms and we just talk to people about it, you know, raise awareness. So I think that's really powerful. I used to be a total cheese addict, like really bad. Like I would literally eat blocks of cheese. I loved it so much. And when I learned about the dairy industry, that really helped me. Um, quit the the cheese. I do work with young people and it's really fun and I'm young myself as well. Um, But I think, yeah, the ethical part of it definitely speaks to younger people as well as I think just raising consciousness and being more spiritual and more connected. So eating plant-based, one of the reasons that I do it now after seven years is that I really feel like it helps me be more connected to the earth, to animals, and to myself as well, and just being more mindful in my life. And then also just things that excite me, like I love my work, and if I don't have enough energy to do my work, and if I feel down even for one day, that means that I'm letting down my clients, you know, and I'm not able to do the thing that really lights me up. So connecting to that thing that really lights Mm -hmm. me up, whether it's work or their hobbies or their friends and really, you know, realizing that you can actually feel so much better. Like people don't even know how good they're supposed to feel. You know? <laughs> like when I have down, which is rare, but of course it happens and my body just feels like a little bit tired and just not, not to the fullest. I'm just amazed that all the other days, like how amazing I feel. I just go, go all day long until nighttime. And some people never get to experience that. So really helping them kind of visualize, like, this is where you can go. This is the vision that you can have for yourself. So I like to actually ask my clients, on our first call to close their eyes and imagine their most amazing version of themselves and whatever comes up, it really lights them up. So that really Mm -hmm. becomes a great, you know, connection to your why without even mentally thinking about it too much. Yeah. Wow. That's a beautiful thing and exercise to do. And so you do have, um, uh, a couple of different coaching programs where you, sometimes you work one-on-one with clients and then you have other programs. What, what did those look like? So I have online programs where it's self-paced and people can just learn about meal prep, meal planning, grocery shopping, and then um, how to cook like really delicious food that that will keep them going because we don't want to eat food that doesn't excite us. And then um, I also have one-on-one coaching. So I coach people for three months and it's very deep and we talk about kind of all areas of their life and wellness, what wellness looks like for them. Um, We definitely focus a lot on plant-based nutrition, how to fulfill all their nutrient requirements, how to eat really healthily, but then also how to be, you know, well in all the different areas like movement and, and thoughts that they have throughout the day and just being more conscious of 
um, just how they treat themselves. How do they like their job? Are they happy in their relationship? So I kind of really get to know my clients on a very, very deep level. The two things that you mentioned are so important, meal planning and doing groceries. Because boy, when you hit the grocery store and you do not have a list and you're not prepared, You'll just get whatever you're craving at the moment. Especially if you go there hungry. <laughs> That's the worst. If you go there hungry. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, I know. I've learned to not do groceries until I'm actually well fed. Okay, especially if I eat a healthy meal at home, then I'm more likely to go to the grocery store and um, pick something healthy just because I feel like I'm on a roll. It's like, okay, let's keep it going. Let's get some more lettuce. Let's get some more kale. But uh, what are some of the, um, your favorite meals that you like to recommend? Um, I guess we can break it down by uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I typically for breakfast will have, we talked about this before we recorded. Uh -huh. uh, I love smoothie bowls. I think they're so delicious and you can really pack them with greens and flax seeds and you can really hit some of your daily dozen <laughs> through that, that, <laughs> that smoothie bowl. And for anyone who doesn't know, by the way, the daily dozen is that app by Dr. Gregor where it breaks down the 12 food slash beverages and movement that you should kind of get in. Uh, into your day. So it's a really great free app. So um, that's breakfast. Um, I've also lately been making um, a lot of yogurt. So I make my own homemade soy milk yogurt in the instant pot, which is just wow. soy milk and a probiotic. And it's so good. It's just, I set it overnight and then it's ready in the morning. So I love doing that with berries and dates. Mm -hmm. um, I also love oatmeal course very basic delicious food and then for lunch and dinner since it's so cold I love soups I really enjoy soups and I've really been using my instant pot so much this year or 2015 <laughs> but also 2020 like right now I have two pots full of of stews and soups um, so those are great and they're so easy to make and you can make a huge batch for the whole week Mm -hmm. um, and then Buddha bowls. Buddha bowls are definitely a go-to in our family um, because in my meal prep, I actually don't make entire meals. I'll make little batches of beans and whole grains and sauces. And then I just mix and match, you know, different ways throughout the week. So I love making Buddha bowls. It's just a bowl of uh, uh, some kind of legumes. So lentils or beans, um, a whole grain, a cooked vegetable, a raw vegetable, greens, and a sauce. And it's just so delicious and um, really nutritious as well. I don't know if you recommend like appliances and utensils or little gadgets that one can have in the kitchen to kind of just start meal prepping and cooking more often at home. Yeah, uh, my blender is definitely a staple. So I have a Vitamix. It's really great. It's, it is pricey, but it lasts forever. I mean, I've had it for many years now. That's great for smoothie bowls, for sauces, um, anything like that, even for soups. Um, also a food processor. So in there, I make things more like hummus, like a little less liquid, so dips rather than sauces, and kind of pate texture. So if I want to make like uh, lentil taco meat or something like that, I'll do it in there. And then an Instant Pot. I love it. I make... Um, chili in there different soups and stews and the yogurt and i'm just discovering all the time you know new really cool ways to use it <laughs> i also have an air fryer 
which I really enjoy and it just makes things quicker. I wouldn't say it's necessary because you can just use your oven and bake and roast in there with mm-hmm. parchment paper or a silicone mat um, to make it oil free. Um, but you can have an air fryer because it's faster. I love making like French fries in there without oil or tofu and it's just really quick. Right. Oh my goodness. I keep hearing about the air fryer too. And, and really the Instant Pot is like our best friend, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the Instant Pot. I wanted to ask you, so you give a lot of tips on your Instagram as well, um, like traveling. And that one really uh, resonated with me. I have really had to develop a plan in terms of how I'm going to approach my travels. So would you tell us a little bit more about what you do um, and the tips that you give for traveling? If you can get a place with a kitchen wherever you're going, it's super helpful. That's what we always do. We always get Airbnb. Even when I go, when I travel for work, I try to get Airbnb so I can cook my own meals. And then I bring a little bag with little things like spices, seasonings, and even I would bring canned beans if I just, you know, (laughs) want to make a meal really quick. And if you're able to get through customs, you know, the more the better. I'll just bring little things. But if I can't, then I will actually plan. I'm a planner and I recommend for anyone who really wants to be successful with this lifestyle to really hone in on your planning skills because if you look up places to eat and then places to shop before you go it's really helpful so i love using happy cow and i can just look up you know restaurants um in the area that are vegan if if any at all um and i will look up like organic markets or any kind of health food store that i can shop or even just like a produce market Mm -hmm. sometimes it's easiest to just get to the place and then ask someone local where is the best produce market but sometimes it really helps to look it up as well um we should add also that you have taught vegan classes in the san diego area including jimbo's ecoverse and the at the la jolla library as well right yeah i teach all the time actually this month i'm teaching as well a a ton of classes because as you said it's a it's a big month everyone's kind of interested in their lifestyle right now so i'm teaching um for the plant pure pod here locally and your website also has resources like recipe books and staples and some of your favorite products and you have an ebook as well right yes i have a cookbook that's that has over 70 recipes Do you have any other tips or information that you would like to share with us? I would like to just encourage you to get started. Like if you're listening to this right now and you're kind of getting excited, but also nervous. um, Yeah, it is a little bit scary because you're changing something and it, it can feel like a huge change. But the thing is that once you do it, it's not that big anymore. You know, it's very simple and over a very short period of time, it becomes your normal. Like I don't struggle. I don't have cravings. I just live this way. I've lived it now for seven years. And of course, in the beginning, I did struggle. No doubt. It took me time (laughs) to transition. But now I just love it. I would never have it any other way. And I'm so grateful that I found this lifestyle through my mom and through all the amazing, you know, plant-based doctors and resources out there. So don't think about it too much. Just get started. Do the seven-day challenge. And you can always email me with questions. I communicate with you every day during the challenge. So mm-hmm. 
available and it's just a wonderful thing. Right. And I see that you have a YouTube channel as well with videos that you make and it's also called Soul in the Raw. Yep. And it's a beautifully put together channel. Congratulations on all that you're doing. I don't know if you knew, but we are also a pod here in Dallas. That's really, really cool. And you have a lot of interest, a lot of people coming to the meetings. Yes. And we were as plant based DFW, we also collaborate with people like yourself, health coaches and dietitians and other experts, um, people who do meal prepping or food demos, because we understand exactly like what you were saying that the support support is like key. So at first, it may seem like it's hard, um, that it's like starting all over again. But you know what, it's like, with any meal plan or anything that you start that you're learning to redo, it is that way you've learned to live a certain way for 20, 30, 40 years, depending on your age. And then it's like, okay, reprogramming, but it may seem hard, but it really is not that hard. And especially when you come together with like minded people, you share ideas and tips and you help one another. So um, yes, yeah. that's such a good point that I forgot to mention is the community is huge. So yeah. <laughs> if you can get that locally, that's amazing. And yeah. if not, then online, there's so many groups like Forks Over Knives has an amazing group and so many different Facebook groups that you could join. And, you know, in person is always the best, but then there's the online option too. Thank you, Marina, so much for um, all your information that you've shared and for the resources that are available. And your website again is soulintheraw.com. You're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you have a YouTube channel. I will definitely post all of that information. And it's been a pleasure and it's been fun chatting with you, especially since you're in San Diego. I feel like I'm connected again, at least a little bit. So You too, Maya. It was yeah. so wonderful to talk with you. Well, thank you and enjoy your 2020. Been listening to the plant-based dfw podcast show if you like our content please like share and leave a review our goal is to provide quality episodes to help support the community